kick back, unwind, and enjoy the ride. J.T. Pendy with The Now on Late City Nights. Well, hey, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Hey, good to be here. Thanks. Sonny, this is Jeff Willis. I know we just introduced uh, before we started recording, but uh, just so everybody knows, Jeff Willis is a UFO chaser and documentary person. And uh, you've been doing this for how long, Jeff? Uh, well, I mean, I've been interested in the subject since I was like five or six years old, but to do the main research of it, probably even even not too much longer than that even like in the second or third grade i started like reading ufo books from the library and like trying to learn about it because uh you know that's it's pretty incredible when you're a kid at like you know third grade or second grade and you see um like books in the library with like pictures of like spaceships on it and and like everybody's telling you that that we aren't in space and you know we've only gone to the moon and then other people are able to take pictures of these ships and so I wanted to learn more about that and then I learned that there was like a whole whole genre on people that that videotape or take pictures or have had contact or communications with UFOs or beings inside of them or uh, or close encounters and of course that movie that came out Close Encounters of the Third Kind was based right. on people's experiences that they had. Yeah, I heard so. that Steven Spielberg did that based on uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know if someone from the government talked to him or someone that had that experience talked to him, and then next thing you know, I think he a went, movie up. I think he was going over a lot of the MUFON reports because, right. you know, over all these years, the MUFON collected data or Project Blue Book he may have, he may have gotten a lot of his... Uh, story material from Project Blue Book, or uh, or the uh, or of course the MUFON or or whatever, or J. Right. J. Allen Hynek, uh, its work. So yeah, pretty interesting. That so was an amazing of, movie too. So I mean, the fact that later on, I didn't know at the time. Obviously, when you were young, you, you didn't, I didn't know that. But uh, later on, when you find out that movie may have been made based off of reports and stuff that Steven Spielberg read or things yeah. that actually happened to people. That was amazing to me because it was an amazing movie. Yeah, he kind of put in his own story. He kind of worked, put in all the material, or he wrote a story and then put all the, or either looked at all the material and then kind of wrote his own fictional story around the true uh, aspects of the phenomenon. Right. You know, threw his own little, little storyline in there, which kind of, which worked because it brought it out to the mainstream pretty much, you know. Did you see that movie, Sonny? I do recall. I don't, uh, you know, I was more, I wasn't a movie buff, so I've probably seen it and don't yeah, recall I'd too say, much of it. I'd say take a look at it again. I mean, all those old movies. Well, I've been writing up. this down, man, as, as you're talking, Jeff. Yeah. So, <laughs> Close Encounters, so, yeah. Yeah, I've, Close Encounters yeah. of the Third Kind, a huge, yeah. huge hit, and it was... Uh, I think it was in the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah it, was it in came the 80s, out yeah. in, like, uh, I believe it was, like, uh, I think it was, like, 1979, I believe. Oh, even earlier, wow. Yeah, okay. like, right at the end there, the beginning of the 80s, right before. But uh, I could be wrong. It could be, the like, 80, but I, I'm thinking 79, somewhere in there. But, uh, yeah. 77. It, I mean, 77 okay yeah yep. i was wrong too yeah. so but uh <laughs> yeah end of the 70s 
But I remember because everybody w went, you know, went to see it. It was like a big blockbuster movie, you know. Yeah, like Star it was like huge. Star yeah. Wars or or something like that, you know. Yeah, it starred Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. 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 So, so Jeff, it, I heard a video on the video, the MUFON video, you were telling about when you were really young, like you told us uh, you had an experience or, or something yeah. when you were very young. Can you go into that? Yeah, that's probably kind of what got me into it was, uh, or into possibilities of right. other, of other, like, uh, other, like, people, or you might want to call them that. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, like when I was only like five or six years old, I was like in lying in bed and like, I felt something grab my hand, like hold my hand, like, like nice. Like it wasn't like trying to hurt me or anything like that. It was just like trying to like, it felt like a regular hand of a person, but smaller, like maybe like my, like a little bit bigger than mine. Right. Uh, and, uh. At that point, like, it was good for, like, a cut, like, probably, like, 10 or 15 seconds until I started to rationalize it and think to myself, what in the heck is this? You know, there's nothing right. supposed, there's nothing supposed to be here, you know? So, at that point, I started to get scared, and I remembered, okay, there's a light, like, a lamp right next door, like, there's a lamp right next to my bed on, like, a little nightstand, and I can, like, reach out and, like, pull the switch real quick. And right. I, I thought that as I was holding this hand of whatever it was. And, like, it's the second that I thought that and the second I went to pull the switch, there, uh, it turned the light on, there was nothing there at all. And I couldn't, like, that, that second, I couldn't feel anything in my hand or anything. Like, it completely went away. Wow. Yeah. And so it was weird, though. But at first I was thinking maybe this is my mom, you know, or something came in. But I was like, well, I didn't sleep yet. I just barely got into bed and it was just like trying to like try to get asleep and like no one I would have seen the door open or someone come in there and like and like why like you know like when you're sick or when you're like you can't sleep or something when you're young your mom will come in and hold your hand try to get you to sleep or something right. like that yep. I thought maybe it was something like that but I thought I thought no it's not that because I just went to I just got in here and I'm just was barely been in here like probably 15 minutes and then plus the door was cracked a little bit and while this thing was holding my hand, I saw my mom walk by the door out in the kitchen doing stuff or out in the living room, walking back and forth, doing whatever. You know, See, I got goosebumps now. Yeah, and the door was, like, <laughs> cracked, you know. And But, yeah, so these things can come. Like, I don't know if you've ever read, like, Bud Hopkins, Intruders, or Missing Time, those two books. No, I haven't. Are you familiar? Well, there was a guy named Bud Hopkins that, like, researched, like, uh, people that had contact with aliens and stuff like that and it's common that they can come and go whenever they want and there's most of the time you don't even see a ufo or or anything like that and the main like contacts happen in a, as like a bedroom visitation and they usually start when you're like five or six years old so there's like a couple different benchmarks on the phenomenon just on that by well, that's what i was going to say is is i've heard that a lot of people that are attracted, you know, to looking UFOs and stuff have had encounters when they were young, and they keep having encounters in some fashion throughout their life. Yeah, and do I you think that maybe you're they're attracted to you, and you're attracted to them in some some way. Yeah, I, I I think that because I think that like people that get into interested in the phenomenon, they they somehow all of a sudden having having experiences like contacts right. or like they're videotaping stuff or they're seeing something 
or the thing is coming to you, you know, it's like reaching out to you to make contact to you, or if you, you know, or you can reach out to them either way. Right. But it's some sort of a, like if you didn't want to, I mean, there's, I don't know of very many cases where, uh, like, there's a few though out there where like someone never wanted to have nothing to do with UFOs, so they never thought about it ever, and they were like abducted, like the Travis Walton things like that. He said he never thought about it or cared about it, and then that all was of one sudden, of the that <laughs> was one of the biggest. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it took him, and it was one of those things. But uh, other than that, it usually is a there's usually an interest that draws people to them too, and I wonder what that is. Like, is it it could be they've had the experience. And they've somehow, uh, you know... Somehow marked you in some way. Well, yeah, they've, like, pushed it, like, um, it's uh, subliminal, or what, right. not, not really, uh, with that, with your mind, like, their subconscious, your subconscious right. mind, right. it, like, doesn't, it, they have a way, apparently, of, like, removing all of the, the uh, sightings or, like, abduction or any type of incident. They right. have uh, the ability to remove it from your mind so only your subconscious mind can remember it and you're not able to remember details without like hypnosis and that right. and that and that kind of draws in kind of a, a good and a bad uh, because hypnosis can be used to like put memories in there that weren't there so you can make someone think they had an alien abduction if they were hypno you know hypnotized so what right. the thing is is you have to only look for people that have an experience already and they're trying to hypnotize themselves to learn more about what it is, and they already know it has something to do with UFOs or aliens, or it already does. That way you're not implanting anything that shouldn't be there, even right. though you still could, but at least you're on the right track of being as good as you can. But also remember, you have to you would have to use like a licensed therapy, hypnotherapist or a therapist because on the good side, on the plus side, Hypnosis is accepted in a court of law for people to like remember like license plates or eyewitness te eyewitnesses and stuff like that. Like a right. you know a crime that occurred and the car drove away, but the person cannot remember anything about what it looks like or the license plate. But for some reason, when you put this person under hypnosis, they know every single letter of the license plate and they know the make and model of the car and all that. So on the one side, it has got a plus. On the other side, depends on the therapist who's really regressing regressing you under a uh, a regression that it relaxes you it's it's like a, a hypnosis a light like type of a hypnosis right. it just kind of unlocks all of the subconscious Sonny's hypnotized right now yeah because you're your yeah, subconscious I was gonna say, have you ever been hypnotized then jeff i uh, just for a second but it ca i came out of it uh, we were trying to re relive a memory I had of something, of an experience I had, and right when I kind of got into it, uh, you know, for I was only in it for like a couple seconds, uh, someone came home unexpectedly and opened the door with their keys and made a bunch of noise, and I kind of snapped out of it. So. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And then at that point, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to really dive into that, really, because... You know, I don't know. Uh, so. Yeah, and that and that's the case with these instances. What happens is, is uh, over a period of time, if they're never regressed or never have hypnosis, whatever this experience is, little tiny flashbacks and pieces come back, 
and that's when the person starts to remember like tiny little materials of it and then they right. are starting to worry about what is this and then they usually will get regressed or over a period of time uh it could all come out like over like five or six years you know your subconscious might just kind of just kind of open up a little piece here and there until finally it, you remember it all or it all comes out somehow do you know if uh, Travis Walton was hypnotized? Is that how he remembered things? Um, I don't know if he was or not, but I know that he was one of those people that never had, any, never wanted, or never thought about UFOs or never had anything to do with it until that happened. How about and the crazy guy walking in uh, right under a UFO to the light, saying, "Hey, I wonder what that is." Yeah, and that's how it started. <laughs> I mean, if you like, there was, you know, there's some type of craft probably saw them driving down that deserted road and was often or they were doing some type of work in the woods the ufo and their aliens were doing some type of work or research in in their craft there and they just accidentally ran up across it and you know back in those days he said that he was adventurous and he and he just jumped out of the truck and ran up to it to see what it was because he saw like a spaceship because like someone said right up the bat right off the bat when they when they got their eyes on it through the windshield someone yelled out it's a spaceship you know so he jumped out of his car and ran up underneath it and everybody was like yelling get back in the car you know and then all of a sudden the beam hits him and threw him back and then they panicked and drove away real fast and then <laughs> after about a couple blocks down the road they were like you need to go back you know and they were like why did we leave them and they they were just out of you know scared you know so yeah, oh, yeah. they turned yeah so they turned around and went back and looked for him they couldn't find him and so then he like shows up like four or five days later with his story and i yeah. guess he he remembers all most of he remembers the, uh, the moments and times that he was on that he was conscious on the craft he remembers those times without right. hypnosis he doesn't need hypnosis to remember that but they had him knocked out for like because uh, he he said he only remembers about 20 minutes of like four or five days so they must oh, have wow. had him yeah so they must have had him knocked out the whole time or he did suppress a bunch of memories that he can't remember or something like that maybe he did go i don't know if he did go under hypnosis at all to relive any of it but i don't know you know i don't he, you know if there was something there and he can get more than 20 minutes he maybe he should go after that memory you know i know i remember reading something about i saw the movie obviously but i was reading about his experience and he said uh he first came to on the you know this table he thought at first maybe he was in the hospital or these were medical people. Yeah. And then as he focused, he started realizing these aren't humans. They're, they're aliens with these big, I think he said big brown eyes or something like that. And, uh, and then he just started screaming and freaking out, yeah. and, which I well, can understand. I mean, well, what's kind of uncommon with his, well, it's not uncommon, but, uh, it's, it's rare with his case is not only did he see the big, uh, big eye gray alien type of creatures on the craft but right. he also saw human being perfectly human being people aliens with those creatures oh, so geez. yeah and so either they're working alongside of these aliens that are actually aliens or this is some kind of biological robot that's made to look like an alien that they use to so they can't they don't have to endanger themselves in our environment or something right. like that so who, right you know, so they could, you know, these were humans, but they did have the, the grays on there with, it, if that's what they are, you know, because 
those beans have been reported a bunch of times from a bunch of different cases, and they all vary. They have variations, like these grays. Like some of them are tall, some of them are short, some of them have big eyes, some of them have like smaller eyes, and some of them are gray, and some of them aren't. You right. know, the more of a white color, you know, or whatever. So I don't know, you know, what they're if they're all, if they're all from the same place or if they're robots or what what's going on with them. Nobody really knows. That's the yeah. funny there's, thing. Well, there's it. a a theory about you know cattle mutilations because you said that you, they might be some kind of uh, biological or a robot or something so that they don't endanger themselves. And I I saw an image one time where. It was an image of where we've tested nuclear weapons in the country, and then an image of where a lot of cattle mutilations have happened, and they were very, very similar. I mean, there were the thick, the thick parts of where we tested nuclear weapons. There was also thick of cattle mutilations, and I, I thought maybe they're testing, you know, the environment because they can't, you know, they can't be here with all that radiation or you know well, whatever, whatever it was. Well, there's something different. Well, there's something going on with the cattle mutilations, but I don't really think it has anything to do with radiation or anything because the cattle mutilations have been happening in every part of the entire country where there hasn't been any testing or anything like that, you know, places like that as well. And I have a... there. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but have you seen Linda Moulton Howe's video, oh, yeah. uh, Strange Harvest 1 and Strange Harvest 2? I've seen, well, I've seen uh, parts of it on, like, ancient aliens and things like that. Well, uh, well, I would, I would highly recommend getting the DVD uh, one and two because Dr. Leo Sprinkle, uh, uh, a hypnotherapist in the 80s, or a ufologist slash hypnotherapist or whatever, he, on that video, he puts a lady under hypnosis that had seen a cattle mutilation from a UFO. She saw a UFO, a UFO abduct a cow in their car as they were driving through the country at night and they took the lady and the girl that was her daughter in the ufo when after they took the cow and she saw the whole thing inside the ufo and she relived oh, it under hypnosis and they asked her uh she was talking to the alien like and and like i don't know if it, i can't remember whether it was like mental telepathy or by lips like like audible hearing or whatever but right. they told her that they needed the animal's uh blood and they needed it it's like uh like they used it they used it for some type of nutrition like the cow's uh blood that's why these anim the cows are always found with no blood in them like they oh, use right. the blood for something that they need or something and so that and that they take all the organs out and stuff like that so they're using it maybe for scientific purposes or maybe they need it for their uh, maybe it's food yeah Meat, maybe cows. it's food or something maybe they use the blood somehow they they uh you know put it in whatever machine they need and they take all the whatever right. they need yeah. out of it who knows i don't know but that's what they told her <laughs> and uh yeah so that was kind of interesting that that on that uh video and it and like what, made, what were those DVDs called? So people uh, Strange Harvest One and Strange Harvest Two, and I, I think see. the hypnosis thing was on the second DVD, I believe. But uh, yeah, he was one of the biggest hypnotherapists in the uh, 70s and 80s regarding UFO work. Uh, Jeez. Leo, uh, Dr. Leo 
Spinkle, Sprinkle, I believe. I can't remember. I can't recall. Something like that. S P I K K something or something like that. Can't recall. But uh, it was uh, he's uh, a well known in the field. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird. That's the thing about hypnosis is the stories that come out of them are kind of. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them, some yeah. of them seem very credible. Some of them seem, yeah. you know, to I, me like even if, made up. But yeah, even if they're credible and you can believe it, it's still the whole thing about UFOs is you gotta be. I mean, it's, it's not, even if it's real, you're like, wait a minute, that's kind of out. That doesn't sound real, but it is. That's the whole funny thing about UFOs is it's like that's a, why I like the Travis Walton one because it seemed very credible to me. Like there wasn't a lot of that yeah. some anything you would you would mix with someone lying or trying to make things up it was just very straightforward and credible to me when i you know the well, more there's I even looked a, into well, it well well besides the fact that like four other people or five other people saw him get abducted out you know and you know they all passed lie detectors or whatever yeah uh the other the other credible case that would be just as credible if not more credible would be the uh Pasagula, Mississippi case where the two fishermen got abducted by the UFO, and then after that, they well, when they were in the UFO, they had all kinds of different, uh, or they saw like an alien and these like machines and or these weird, like right, yeah, all sorts of weird stuff happened to them. And then when they got at when they got out of the UFO, they uh, they went to the police station to report their incident. Right. And so the the police, when the police officer started hearing their story or whatever, apparently, like, he left the room for a minute, and he left a recorder there that they didn't know about in the desk, recording it while he was gone, and the two right. of them were talking, still talking about the sighting, as when the cop wasn't there, like, it was really, really happened, and all this stuff about, they're not going to believe us, and all this stuff like that. So the tape confirmed that, you know, they didn't know there was a recorder in there, so obviously it confirmed that they really did see it. You know, and that was Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what that I, 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 to be honest with you, I think that case is a little bit more credible than Travis, even though they're pretty both ironclad. And the only reason why I say that is because there was one guy in the Travis case where he didn't pass a lie detector for whatever reason and it's right. I'm sure that he wasn't lying or anything like that it was probably just because he was nervous or something like that but he's right. never recanted on it either but also these guys were kind of young at the time you know and they're like 20s stuff like that right. so I can't really rule out any type of hoax or whatever uh, you never can any no matter how perfect something is you can never can re really rule that out but with the Calvin Parker Charles Hicks in case you got an old guy and a young kid that are just out there fishing. You know, right. you don't have... It's got kind of a different feel to it. Plus, someone actually saw the UFO that abducted these two guys. Uh, they saw it from a bridge. They saw a glowing light near the near the marshland of where this happened. Off, yeah. into the, off in the distance. Like, a, like you know, a ways off. So, right. so it was also sighted by someone other than the two people that got abducted, too. From it, so that's a pretty. It's a pretty solid case, too. You know, you make an and interesting got, point. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say with the uh, with the Travis Walton thing, I don't think they reported to the police until like the next day. 
or maybe even the fall yeah like the following day i believe right. it was like they went ahead and went to went to bed or whatever and didn't even which is kind of weird <laughs> yeah 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 so not you know i mean but they again they were young and who knows there might have been alcohol involved or something they could have been drinking after they were working or something who knows so there could if have you been see a, your buddy get taken up into his bishop they might have just been flat out freaked out and scared yeah that's what i'm saying like, and then what do we do you know well, also, they said that they didn't want to report it right away because they thought Travis would show up the next day, or and they didn't want to report it because they thought the sheriff would think that they killed him. Oh, right, yeah. And it was one of the things that was the reason, because they were scared, because they thought the sheriff would throw him in jail and said, you killed that guy or whatever, and they would never find him, and they didn't kill him, so they were, you know, they didn't want to report it right away. But the longer they waited, the worse it would be, you know, because the more of a... The longer you wait, the more of a chance the sheriff's going to think you killed the guy. The longer you wait, yeah, so you does. better get get down to the, there and, you know, at least come up with something on your story, you know. Well, not only that, but there were so many people involved in it, and none of them have ever, like you said, recanted. And yeah. if, if they were making that all up, it would only benefited Travis, really. Yeah, and the only way, thing they had know. going for him is five people saw him, and the second only thing they got going for him is that Travis showed up. Because right. if he didn't, if he didn't show up, those guys would be facing some prison time, or they would have, oh, yeah. to, you know, they would probably convince a jury that these guys killed this guy, you know. Well, I thought it's an interesting point that you made at one point um, in one of the videos I saw about, or I read it somewhere about, we don't, we can't ever really prove anything because UFO hasn't come and landed on the White House lawn, or they haven't come and hovered over somewhere for like 24 hours straight where everybody could see them. And everybody can make sense of it. Yeah. I mean, mainly that's the problem that we, we're having is, okay, the Pentagon, really, you know, the Pentagon admits all these videos are real or whatever. That still is great and everything. And it makes, you know, if you want to believe they're real, that's good. I mean, we believe they're real. But it still doesn't show who they are, where they came from, why they're here. And they we still have no message from them. From them. We have no craft from them unless it's all top secret we don't know about if we have an alien in a and a we have an a alien in a base sit next to his his alien ufo or spaceship or whatever that he's sharing with the government all their secrets or trying to talk to him about how you can duplicate it with or back engineer with earth material or whatever if they're trying to help each other out you know they're not telling us they're not telling anybody Right. You know, so it's still secret, apparently. If it's real, I mean, if they are in contact with them. The government might not be. They just might have some some wreckage or something or a dead alien body or something, but they're not in contact with living aliens or have a, like a full, uh, a full intact UFO. Maybe they do right. have a full intact UFO, but they don't know how it works or how it you know, or how to duplicate it, or how to back engineer it, or they're learning how to back engineer it. So it's just all speculation, and that's the problem. We don't know. So what I focus on is what we do know, what we can know, and when that's video evidence, or is, you know something's there, we get it on video, we record it, we have proof. We have proof that something's there. We have proof that it's not anything normal. That it's possibly could be possibly alien ship or government project or something like that that's right. really the only two possibilities you know and how many how many videos have you how many 
craft have you witnessed or got on video totally? Mm, I got lots. I mean, hours hundreds now, like hundreds yeah. of hours of video of stuff yeah. that, like, uh, the most common is like a white dot, like way up there. You can't tell what it is. And when you zoom in on it, it's not a balloon or anything like that, but it's not right. a big spaceship or anything like that. It could be like a probe, some type of alien probe or something that they send right. down out of another ship to try to, like, see what's, you know, you know, see what's going on or research whatever they're doing. There's um, a lot of, like, yeah. silver sphere-looking things as well. Yeah, and I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people claim to have seen, like, an alien turn into, like, a ball of light. And, right. like, like, an orb. So maybe these are uh, aliens, even. And they're, like, energy form, maybe even. You know, now, so I don't know. <laughs> now, now you, you actually got the uh, Phoenix lights when everybody saw back in the, was it late 90s? Yeah, well, it was, yeah, 1997, yeah. Yeah, and then you got that on, on video as well. Yeah, I, uh, I had uh, gotten a lot of different, not just that time, but all a lot of different footage that I've shot of nighttime UFOs. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, got, I have like... Um, a you a video that I shot in uh, 2005 of these of some what you call Phoenix lights type of craft right. that were skipping across the sky really fast. Right. But during that time, the 97 thing, I just I videotaped what I thought was like a like a triangle shaped object. But earlier in that not evening, I videotaped these glowing orbs when it was still light out. It was like barely getting dark, and I videotape some orb type objects so a lot of people if you ever see the video on the phoenix lights like a, a lot of people that night videotaped and saw a lot of different things not right. and so what happened was is at eight o'clock everybody saw a, a triangle shaped object at eight o'clock go from paulden arizona all the way through phoenix through all the way through tucson is like people reported it on that path all the way through from like 7.30 all the way to like 8.30, 9 o'clock, sightings right. came in. And then at like 10 o'clock, all of a sudden, you have these eight lights appear over South Mountain where they claim that the Maryland National Guard dropped uh, flares over the Barry Goldwater base. So right. so like an hour after the sighting, like all of a sudden these flares appear, and then it it makes... And now everybody that saw those flares for like seven or eight minutes thought those are ufos at 10 o'clock the same night you, Do you know? think so, that's why they dropped those to confuse everything uh, may you know it's funny you say that because i thought that's why they did it but then when everybody called the maryland or they called barrel the next day everybody called barrel goldwater and asked like what were those those lights over the goldwater range were those flares or whatever and they said we don't know and then we hmm. call luke air force base and they're like, we don't know. And so they, they were like, they played dumb for a long time. And then finally, we found out it was the Maryland National Guard. It's like, and why would they drop, you know, it's a, it's in the you know, Maryland National Guard. Why are they in Phoenix? Why are they flying, flying over Phoenix? Right. And why are they dropping flares over the Goldwater range? That doesn't even make sense to me. Just shortly after everybody saw a huge... Yeah. Type of, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't even make sense. It's like, why is in Maryland National Guard in Phoenix? Like, why would they drop flares over the Goldwater Range? And why, for like two or three 
days or even weeks, I guess. I don't even know how long it took for them to tell you it was the Maryland National Guard. But why didn't Barry Goldwater uh, Range and Luke Air Force uh, Base, why did they not know that Maryland National Guard dropped flares over the Barry Goldwater Range? Why right. did they not know that? Why did they say for the longest time that we don't know what that is? Like, so I don't do you understand. remember that? This whole case is ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense from the 2005? beginning to the end. No, the uh, 1997 one. No, I, the 2005 about the lights. I was here in 2005. Yeah, that's the one I got on video, yeah. and I and I only saw that with like two other people that were with me, and no one no one's ever came out with any other videos of that, but what I shot that night, and no why eyewitness testimonies, no video other than what I have. But the whole sighting only lasts like probably like five seconds. Right. So, yeah. so the 1997, is that the one that they, they had like a pattern? Y yeah, the, that was like yeah. a triangle thing. Triangle but there was pattern. like also a line of lights over the mountain at 10 o'clock. Yep. The, yeah. and, so. and people were saying that that was the triangle, which it wasn't. Because that yeah. was 10 o'clock and that went, right. yeah, and they said that was a flares. So more than likely those were flares, but I don't know why they didn't know it was from Maryland and why Maryland would be there dropping them and why it took so long for them to tell you it was Maryland and why they didn't know that and everything else. So, yeah, it's well, really frustrating. Isn't the, isn't the uh, government now, just now, talking about there is a possibility because I've never, in the past, they've always kind of shunned yeah. it down. And, yeah, that's the thing. But now all of a sudden they're talking about it. Well, the thing, they've always had these videos and they have always been researching it and they've always had an interest in it and they've always had evidence. But now, in the Pentagon, we had some people, the To The Stars Academy people, they were actually able to work with some people in the Pentagon and get some videos, or they actually released the videos themselves and then they were like leaked videos from the Pentagon they were actually able to leak or the videos that were leaked they put out in the public and then the pub then after they were out in the public the Pentagon confirmed that they were what they show right and right. so basically yeah the, what they're doing here is a uh, you know they're saying yeah these are you know craft that you know, we recorded that we don't know what they are, basically. Right. You know, and so that's what they And they move, said. they move oddly. That's why they're saying they don't know, because I know, yeah. I, I remember watching one of them, um, and the, the fighter jet pilots were just like, dude, look at that. I can't believe this. They were just kind of cruising with it. And yeah. And it was making moves and turning, and while it was moving, it was rotating and things like that. And uh, not only that, but it was, ex instead of heat coming off of it, apparently it was really, really cold. Yeah, and see, the problem with that is is that they want to tell you that this is, like, phenomenal. Like, the, the, this, these craft are doing these phenomenal, you know, motions and actions. But on the other hand, when you ask them, could this be an enemy of ours? Could this be one of our enemies? They say, right. yeah, they say, yes, it could be. So, right. so they're talking... You know, I mean, I don't want, I mean, you can, on one hand they're saying, yeah, it could be aliens, but on the other hand they could say it could be like an advanced breakthrough that one of our enemies had. They're like still trying to stick to that possibility, which I think is absurd because you've been having these objects doing these same things since 
World War One and before that, even the 1800s, the airships and stuff like that, people say, so what was it? What was it in World War Two or World War One? Was it still our adversaries with an advanced technology? I don't think so. No. No, it's not. So these they're talking out. They want you to... They want you to believe it could be aliens, but then at, on the same token, they don't want to scare you and try to pretend that it could be Russia or China, which is even more scarier. I'd it's rather have it be yeah. aliens than have it be one of those guys. Absolutely. You know, because the yeah. aliens aren't shooting at us. You know, these guys, they, these guys, if they will, you know. So. Yeah. Now, what's the, uh, what's the guy that, Back in the eighties, he he claimed he worked at Area Fifty One. Yeah, Robert Lazar, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bob Lazar, that's it. Yeah, he he yeah. was talking about element. What is it? One forty. One fifteen. And yeah. now they're saying that these craft that they're seeing could only be using something like that. So he's all well, of a sudden becoming very credible, apparently. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. If this if his story's correct, then this, there's cert, there's a certain number of UFOs that are controlled by these gray creatures that are using this advanced technology, this element 115, to get here from Zeta Reticuli, which right. is there, which is there where they live, and their star system is, is a planet called Zeta 1 and Zeta 2 Reticuli, which is a binary star system, which is like 32 light years from here, which wouldn't matter if they had this technology because he clearly shows in his science experiment Bob Lazar shows how the element 115 it turns it, it, it the result of the element 115 is antimatter which will control and bend and warp space-time and they have like a radar set up where they can pinpoint where they want to be in the universe and where they want to go and turn on this antimatter which will bend and warp space-time so it doesn't matter if their plan is 32 light years from Earth, they can get here in like five seconds with their technology. Right. So they've like they've, time travel. Yeah, they're bending like and warping. They're like bending and warping space time to lessen the distance. Uh, right. You know. So yeah, because space and space is like a material or like a fluid that they can use. They they have that antimatter can bend and warp it. So you can travel large distances of space in little or no time. So, well, there are some scientists that claim space is like a superfluid, some type of yeah. So but I'm if sure this, that, you know, they could yeah. manipulate that. But if this is the case, then this is just one group of aliens with one group of technology for one type of UFO. Right. I mean, I mean, who knows if all these thousands of years over the last, you know, seventy or you know, 100,000 years, maybe this race has shared their technology with other races or other beings, or these other races and other beings develop their own uh, technology craft. It doesn't even use their element 115. It may have a completely different means of space travel. That so they I have design. a question that I'm sure a lot of people have. Um, it's kind of... Uh like they are go or people have claimed that there's UFOs that have crashed and they've recovered them. I'm I'm curious if they can come all this way through space, how come they're coming here and crashing? And I don't mean that to be sarcastic. I just mean is there yeah. something something going on well, know, on our planet that that causes them, you know, to not be able to fly correctly. Well, uh, from what what Robert Lar what Robert Lazar said, uh, when you're not using the space travel configuration. 
you're using a different configuration for uh, like when you enter into a planet atmosphere you're using a different flight uh, mode which could leave the craft vulnerable to being shot down by different types of of high advanced technology weapons that we might have like like uh, some type of sonic weapon or some type of you know weapon that we've developed just to shoot them down you know so right. the 40s happened and this thing crashed into Roswell and it was a bad storm and it had lightning and from what some people say there was two crashes one came down and or they crashed somehow crashed two crashes one in Roswell and one in Corona and I and if you're familiar with a lot of these videos you see a lot of UFOs where these objects are like merging together or yeah. you have or you have one big object and all of a sudden it starts little tiny objects start coming off of it or like right. it's a spawning yeah, object those. or something like yeah. that so they have the technology to, for their crafts to merge together break apart you know like plasma or whatever right and so maybe this is in this bad lightning storm in this weather something went wrong and something happened where they where it didn't work out or whatever i have no idea or maybe these were two crafts that got shot down that were together and somehow got shot down i think uh, it makes sense because it was real it was storming an electrical storm that night correct there was lightning and maybe that yeah and, and maybe that affects you know the technology they use yeah, something must have happened. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they got struck by lightning. Maybe, I don't know, our right. aircraft that we fly through, the, our jet liners get struck by lightning all the time when they're flying and nothing happens because they're right. somehow, I mean, I'm sure they, it wasn't the lightning or the storm, it, it, you know, I mean, maybe that had something to do with it, but if it's not going to hurt us, why would it hurt them, you know, is what I'm getting at, but yeah. you have yeah. these hurricane force winds, you know, that can't be good for any, you can't fly through that even with what we have, you're not going to be able to fly through that with, I mean, you could be able to fly through it with what they have if they can fly through outer space, but if you're not in that configuration, if you're not in the, if you're in the earth level, if right. you're not, if you're, yeah, if you're not using your ship to sp travel space time, you're not, you're in a different configuration, so you're vulnerable. So, yeah, it could be just the wind or the lightning or something like that, you know, could easy. I mean, you could, technically, they could be just as vulnerable as our craft when they got yeah. in the atmosphere, right? Yeah, some, you. some aliens could be, some aliens yeah. might not be, so, yeah. I heard at some point that maybe some people think that they're kind of creating some kind of vortex or wormhole and they're actually not even traveling through space and that, that could we be. have we have ley lines you know that are energy lines basically and they're trying to use these ley lines to come from where they are to where we are yeah and it I, could. I had a thought that you know thousands and tens of thousands of years ago stellar drift would have and our the way our planet was rotating then maybe slightly different and maybe they're you know or maybe their math is just off you never know yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, they I could doubt use it, multiple. You know. <laughs> could they could have multiple ways to travel? You know, it's all speculation, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's almost like over time they're trying to get us used to the fact that maybe aliens do exist. And now that the Pentagon has said, "Hey, we did have you know we do have video of crap that we don't know what they are," and that's yeah. maybe the next step of getting well, us to accept it. 
well, they're supposed to come out with that report. So after that report comes out, then we'll know what what they what they're trying to do. Uh, but basically, you know, unless they come right out and tell us that they're real and that there's that they think if they have a little bit more than what we ha know of, you know, that's physical evidence. They can tell us that there's we have evidence, physical evidence, that there are aliens out there because on the private sector. On the UFO research private sector, we have a we have evidence all day long that aliens are here. We have surgically removed implants from people like Dr. Lear that passed away a while ago, and also his partner Daryl Sims back in the day when they were partners together before they broke away from each other and did decided to do separate research. Well, I think they always, as ufologists, did separate research, but they did do a book together because they both do the same thing, and and that's remove alien implants from people. And right. they have lots of them. And so, you know, these things came from somewhere else. So these beans that put them in there are, you know, there's something that put them in there. These beans exist, whoever put them in here. So there's evidence of that, the implant stuff. There's evidence on the crop circles. You have wheat that if you put in an electromicroscope, it shows that the genetic changes have happened at a molecular level. So there's something right. going on, like microwave energy or something. So we have all kinds of evidence everywhere that there's that they're there with high levels of technology or advanced technology. And even those implants, that one that was on the NBC special communion that a long time ago, they said that that out of like millions and millions of elements and stuff that this computer knows about that it couldn't that this object that they put in there could still not be identified wow. they still couldn't figure out what it was so that shows you that it was made off world with elements not from this world or from this galaxy yeah, i think it, it would be awful so. difficult to find something in a human being that wasn't from this world unless it came yeah. from somewhere else yeah so i mean in, in different in different galaxies and different uh, stuff like that. There's different elements and different, you know, these creatures have different elements. Or they're so advanced they can create elements that aren't on our periodic table, you know, with their right. with their equipment or their laboratories or their machines or whatever. You know, that's what this stuff is. That's what these UFOs are running on. Is they're running on a whole machine or device that's been created from a different theoretical uh you know periodical table of elements i mean that's why right. it's not even you can't even get there from here i mean you have to you're going to back engineer it with earth material it's not even going to do anything that that thing does right <laughs> you know right. it's yeah. only gonna it's only going to be a sh uh like a a caveman version of what right. you of what yep. you have what with your propulsion of what you and if they're using do. some kind of element that doesn't exist here then we're not going to be able to reproduce that yeah you know, they they so, can go out if there are space travelers, they can go out and find those elements that they need. Yeah. And so we actually live in an element, really. Our galaxy and our solar systems are all revolving around one another with different planets that have that are made up of all kinds of different things. Yeah. So you can you can try to duplicate it as much as you can and use Earth material, but you're still going to not. It's not going to be the same at all. You're still going to be piloting this thing. Is still going to be using jet fuel unless you can use unless you've made a breakthrough in anti gravity right. of some sort, and you're using the. I mean, I mean, apparently the Nazis had anti gravity UFOs, and they're using Tesla technology anti gravity uh theories to to, to 
to, to use their propulsion. Uh, you know, it was designed through the te Tesla coils and his, you know, his theories on how to how to design anti-gravity. So it was not, right. it was just a, it was a man-made, you know, anti-gravity UFO. Basically, uh, their scientists made that breakthrough. But why have we not made this breakthrough today? I mean, no. why? I mean, this thing, these. I mean, they lost the war, and the United States confiscated everything they had. So they kept it secret. They didn't use their anti-gravity breakthroughs that they, from the UFOs that they created. They didn't use them for today's, for, you know, in the 40s when this war ended. They didn't start to integrate this into the 50s technology for flying cars and flying anti-gravity airplanes. And they didn't retrofit all of our, you know, airplane, our, our, uh, our travel, all of our jet travel and airplane travel and car travel they didn't retrofit the te te tesla technology into this you know start doing this in the 50s they just sat on it and now we don't know if they have anti-gravity uh you know the you know secret airplanes for the air force or whatever we don't know what they have we assume that they are that they have it because if that was true then that's probably what those flying triangles are a lot of them are uh military anti-gravity technology or something like that do you but, do you think the black triangle and phoenix was uh, an alien or do you think that was military well i don't know it's a good question a lot of people want to think it's like some big government triangle thing but i don't know i think it could be you know i could think it could be extraterrestrial or could be alien because why would they fly it over where everybody would see it if it was like a secret like military thing they would test it out in the desert or fly it around out in the desert i would think that's yeah that's what you would think and, and it was very credible because even five symington at the time said hey i saw it you know yeah and he didn't say i saw lights he said he saw a triangle craft yeah uh, you know with the lights on it so um and he's pretty he was pretty credible at the time so. yeah and every they're kind of rare i mean every now and then those triangles will be sighted and they're not a very like the most common UFOs, like circular or orbish, uh, call it like a like a round object or a saucer type object. So they're kind of rare to see those. And when people do see them, a lot of people see them, and they're big. Right. So yeah. So we don't know. That's kind of why I asked, because I know in back in the when we were experimenting with building the, you know, the stealth bomber and things, people were seeing that and not knowing what that was. And since that was kind of a, a fixed wing or a giant wing or kind of a triangle, I thought maybe maybe they just kept on going with that. And they yeah. Just, you know, we we like to build things bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, as human beings do. And so I thought maybe that was, you know, yeah, some kind the thing of when hybrid you, craft. You know. And that's the thing. The high, you would have to be hybrid because you have to get the anti-gravity technology on that thing because there's going to be a certain point where you can't get any bigger with right. jet fuel and and whatever jet fans you have underneath like you like these harrier harrier jets where like the engines are on the bottom where it can lift up and down right. or whatever i mean right. how many engines are you going to put in the on the bottom of something to lift it i mean how big like there's only so big you can get i guess you can keep putting jets in the bottom to get lift but i mean at some point this thing's going to outweigh its ability i think yeah I the mean, physics physics are going to take over and you exactly. won't be able to, so yeah, you're going to need that you're going to need that anti-gravity lift with whatever it is, Tesla coils, uh, you know, propulsion, you know, or whatever, 
but or the a alien anti-gravity way but one of the ways you're going to need <laughs> you know something more than what we have that's for sure yeah so, so what are you what are you doing now what are you up to now well right now i'm trying to put together a dvd which should be done here in a few months it's a uh, uh, called sky gods actually uh, excellent and, and that's what i'm working on right now is and that, that going to display more of your your footage yeah, that's going to have like a me and a bunch of other people that shoot videos. It's going to have like a showcase of different video footage and different people's stories and stuff like that. And that could be seen on ufofootage.net. Right. And that's so your That's one of the sites I have. One of your sites. Let's yeah. actually tell everybody all your sites so that they know where to go. Okay, so I got I have ufofootage.net and then I have my main site which is m all my footage and all the stuff that I do outside of uh, other research, which is ufosoverphoenix.com. Okay. So that's pretty easy to remember. ufosoverphoenix.com and ufofootage.net. And then also I have uh, ufosoverphoenix.net, which is a lot of my YouTube clips. And then I also have uh, ufofinderslive.com, which right. is kind of another DVD project that I was doing with another researcher that we put together a movie here, here and there every now and then. So um, if people want to get any DVDs, I would suggest go to the UFOs Over Phoenix site, ufosoverphoenix.com, and then there's a page on there where you can like buy our DVDs. That are, there's a store button on there where you can buy our DVDs, or you can also, there's a button on that page where you can watch them, because right. I've uploaded all the movies on YouTube on my channel, so you can just watch them for free or whatever. But if you if you like them and you want to have something solid like a D, you know a good DVD, where you can put in, you know, watch on your DVD player, or you know, if you're not going to be around the computer or to watch it, you know, if you want to share, you know, the DVDs. It's I like you know it's better for people to buy them because then you can share them with your family or you know you don't have to pull up a website and go online to watch it you know or right. whatever so right. yeah and it helps support the the website you know so also that's another thing if you wanted to support the website and you can always just make a donation to on there on either one of those sites ufosoverphoenix.com or ufofootage.net you know people make donations here and there to help us because we are the sky watchers you know we you know we we have our video cameras and we do all this stuff like i'm i say we because i'm not the only one that does it but there's right. you know there's a lot of people out there that they do this and they don't get paid do it on their own time with their own equipment yeah. yeah their own equipment and then they you know it help you know if you help us out we can get better equipment and then we we still have to pay hosting for our website every month and we you know we have to put all this footage on on our website and on YouTube and stuff like that. So there's a lot of work that's involved that we don't ever get paid for, and we're just doing it because we love what we do. So it always helps if you help if someone donates, like, you know, a little here and there, and it, you know, don't matter what it is. Like, even a dollar would help, you know. Like, if yeah. 100, you know, if 100 people donated a dollar, that's $100 right there. So that yeah. would, that's a new, like, land, like a doubler lens or whatever. Or exactly. that'll yep. pay your website for the next month or whatever right <laughs> so yeah it all helps you know well i'm i'm pretty and sure I, that sunny is an alien so i just want to <laughs> yeah i'm just studying okay. you guys right now just to, what's that i'm studying you guys to make sure you don't have too much information on us you don't have any, you don't have any probes do you <laughs> no, right. no not yet, not yet. we don't we don't them. want to be probed uh, no yeah. i've already used them 
<laughs> I know Elon Musk is an actual alien, but yeah, that's the yeah. yeah he got he's got to be an alien, man. Yeah, he looks like it, kind of. Because no <laughs> as people like, get older, they lose hair. Go, Elon yeah. Musk is actually... Yeah, he's gaining getting, hair, right? <laughs> he's gaining hair. That's kind of odd. <laughs> he's an right. interesting guy. I think uh, he's he's going to get us out into space at some point. Yeah, I mean, they're doing a good job. It looks like it's making a lot of progress, and that's what's going to take. You know, we have to get ourselves out there. You know, if we build a... You know, I don't... If we build a space station... You know, like we have a space station out in space right now, which is completely... I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a space station. Yeah, I would call that's it what a I, bunch of things pieced together. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. It's a piece of junk, basically, yeah. and you can only barely fit anybody in it as it is. So yeah. we need to look at something like moon-sized, like like the Death Star. You know, you don't yeah. want to call it the Death Star, but you call it something nice, you yeah. know, and, and, and make it like the Death Star, how that is, you know, and that's how you do it. Yeah, you want to do it like the moon. If you just want to pretend like the moon is a space station and say yep. that's that's where what we want to shoot for. We want to may and maybe use the moon as a base to build this thing. You know, right. uh, so you get it out there, and then once you do, you capture. You're going to capture the Earth's gravity, and you're going to. It'll be like a satellite. You'll be on an orbit. You know, and you'll be able to control it anyways because if it's like the Death Star, you can use this big. Uh, space station to f to leave the galaxy too. You can right. go yeah. somewhere else with it if you want. You know, because of physics, it, it's really difficult for us to build a giant space station on Earth because we have to break gravity. So yeah. if you were to build it in space or on the moon, you wouldn't need, uh, you know, to have that that problem. Well, You'd that's the thing. Just to go. And the rockets, and that's the thing. You build it out in space, and the rockets have to be like nuclear fission rockets. You know, I mean, you, right. we're we're talking a serious, serious output here. We're talking a nuclear, right. uh, nuclear output, and that's what's going to get you to the stars. You know, you have a bunch of nuclear rockets on this thing, or nuclear fission rockets. You're going to be able to get out into space. You know, so. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. And they got to have a big force field, and you have to have a lot of things going on because if you're going to be going at speeds near light, you're going to have things bouncing off you and all sorts of stuff. So you're going to have to have a, a big shield that just annihilates anything that, that you hit. Not only that, but know? space is full of radiation and all kinds of cool stuff like that. So that, that is very dangerous for humans. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So we ha we're talking something that's going to possess a technology that we probably wouldn't want to that we don't have right now and we wouldn't want to probably start building this thing now because we're not going to be able to to, to do it i mean i mean sure you can get the basic design and maybe do upgrades down the road maybe that's the best way to go but i mean you're going to need like you said you're if you're inside of this thing you you can't have any radiation harm to you you know it has yeah. to be able to to you know not you know be able to to leak in so yeah well, Jeff, I appreciate you having on you coming on, man. It's oh, just, this has been awesome. No problem. <laughs> yeah. No problem. All right. Well, cool. And uh, definitely thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And nice everybody, meeting you, Jeff. don't forget to thanks for your check time, out man. the site. And my also uh, on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you go to my website, ufosurfphoenix.com, you can click a link over to my YouTube channel. And make sure you go on my YouTube channel and subscribe to my channel because that way you can watch the videos a lot easier than on the website. 
And there's a ton of videos on there. I mean, it's really, really extensive. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely recommend I'm looking at it right now, and I would definitely recommend going on there. It's not just cool. you shooting video. I mean, there's news clips. There's yeah, you know, show, shows that there. you've done. I mean, it's like you know, it's it's a big deal. I mean, it's not it's not. Yeah, there's shows I've done and yeah. movies that I that I put together. Yeah, you know that that are on there. So it's a good. It's really really extensive. Some good stuff. Right. Yeah, it'll show people a lot. So, all right, cool. Jeff, I appreciate it. All right, thank you, and have a good one. All right, you too. What a ride on Late City Nights.